Hey everybody, just up top before we begin this episode, I just wanted to say something real quick about what happened last night. I'm recording this the night before this episode drops and the night after the Louisiana State Fighting Tigers football team won the national championship. I'll do my best to keep my feelings brief, but holy fucking shit, we're national champs. Yes, that's a real thing that happened. That is the reality we currently exist in. I say we because as you may or may not be aware, LSU is my alma mater. I graduated from there in 2012. I know, I'm much older than I come off as in these episodes, which is kind of fitting for today's episode. Anywho, I've been a Tigers fan since 2003 when we won with Nick Saban. It's complicated, okay? Prior to that, we hadn't won since 1958, which is a long fucking time. It's been a rough 20 or so years as an LSU fan. The low point being the 2012 National Championship game where we got spanked by Alabama, who was coached by Nick Saban. Like I said, it's complicated. Luckily, that wasn't the case this time. I can't articulate how incredibly happy I am for my team, my school, and my home state. I am so proud of Coach Ed Ogeron, Coach O, all the other coaches and coordinators, Joe Burrow, Joey Heisman, Joey fucking football, Harvey's own, Jamar Chase, also Justin Jefferson, Grant Delpit, and there's, you know, I could list the entire team, but I won't because, you know, we got an episode to get to. I'm also happy for every single one of my fellow alum. I know this is cheesy and cliched, but I honestly feel there's only one word to describe this season. Amazing. So, yeah, happy early birthday to me, and now let's get on with the show. Welcome back to the Flores and Friends podcast. Happy 2020. This is the first pod of the new year. Thank you for everyone listening for the end of the year slash end of the decade pod. That was quite an endeavor because I had to edit it while I was on vacation and I had to like sneak away and like be antisocial to edit it all four hours of it so that wasn't fun but we got it done and i'm very happy with how both parts came out and speaking of which Mm. one of the guests on that two-part episode is on this episode returning guest friend you know lovely human being all around tiffany stewart how are you doing tonight I'm good. How are you? I'm like, hey, questionable. I'm doing my best here out here in the streets. Hi, y'all. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> For anyone not aware, she was on part two. She was the very last but not least mm-hmm. guest on the end of part two. I felt like going out on a bang, and that was a very good <laughs> segment. And now you're entering the new year <laughs> with a bang. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'm very happy how that came out. I was, I didn't think about that before I decided to do that. The fact that, oh, I'm going to be in New Orleans on vacation yeah and i'm gonna have to edit all of this and i'm gonna have to find a dog i was like this was dumb why did i do this to myself i don't know because you could have spent more time playing with that gorgeous little one that your brother has yeah that's my um that's my niece claire she just turned one her cheeks y'all her cheeks (laughs) 
She is very adorable. I have two nieces. I got to see both of them. Uh, my other niece, Amelia, who is my uh, friend Ben and Morgan's daughter. You'll meet them uh, if, if you still plan to come hang out with me this weekend. Oh, nice. They'll nice. be there. Yes, let me hold the babies in the corner. That is that is what I do. Well, well I don't know. I don't know. Oh, they're so, not coming to the club? They're no, they're not coming to the club. The babies are not coming to the club. But Ben and Morgan... And my brother and my sister-in-law, Gab, do plan to go out. Um, you probably won't be able to meet my mother because, like, I think my mom and Will, like, my stepdad, I think they might be a little too tired. So they might, like, Listen, chill I might be with them. We don't know old people things, okay? <laughs> anyway, so, uh, yeah, she is very adorable. And I love both of my nieces equally. Um, but it is... My older, my other niece, Emmy, is four years old, will be four years old. So I've had a little bit more time with her over these past few years. But Claire has just turned one years old. So I'm, she's still very novel to me. Like she's very, like, it's very awesome to see her. And she's so adorable. And I mean, she does have that new baby smell. <laughs> just fresh, if you will. Anyway, so how, speaking of which, how are your holidays, Tiff? How was, how's everybody doing? It was good. I did a lot of sleeping and a ridiculous amount of eating. My word. Oh, yeah. I cooked Same a here. lot of food. Yes. And it was very, and I didn't have to share it with anyone. So even better, I ate it all myself. It went straight to my waist and my hips. I'm not mad. Yeah, I have to go to the gym after this because I haven't been to the gym much since I got back to Austin. And I need to get back in my regular habit. Gym shmim. But <laughs> it's funny you mention all the food. I actually had a first over the weekend. And I hope this isn't TMI for anybody. <laughs> I know Tiff doesn't give a fuck because she's at, nope. she literally asked me questions about this in my life. And I'm like, why are you asking me this? Anyway, so being uh, home, you know, after all that food was cooked, I had leftovers for days, right? And mm-hmm. the Friday – the last Friday of the year, I woke up with food poisoning and I had never had food poisoning a day in my life. I, I didn't even know what was wrong with me. I was like, what you is this? You freeze the food like after it's cool, separate parts into the parts that you freeze which will keep up to three months and then the parts that you won't freeze that you keep in your fridge for like three to four days max well i was eating food that was like over a week old like that was I dumb. Mean, yeah. ooh, ooh. but that oh, but that they it hadn't been frozen like we just kept it in the fridge like a dummy because like i was so adamant i really hate like my mom was like you're the only one eating these leftovers still like we could just throw them out, man. I'm like, yeah. I, I hate throwing out good food. Like, I'm like, I don't want you to throw away this food that I love. So, I know. So, you but gotta I, freeze it. That's what you gotta freeze it in portions. But I was like, trying to eat it all before it went bad, and unfortunately. So, yeah, it was my first time really ever. Short, yeah. short shelf life, actually. Yeah. So, it was first time ever having food poisoning. I worked half the day because I did have to work while I was on vacation. So, that was fun, but I took like the half, I took like the afternoon off because I was like, I can't. I can't do this. I need to sleep. And I literally slept for six hours and woke up feeling a lot better. Well, uh, at least you were blowing up your own bathroom instead of the bathroom at the office because that is unattractive. <laughs> but yeah, man. Welcome to 2020. This is the future. Um, it's it's. I had a lovely holiday because it was good being home for two weeks. And I celebrated New Year's Eve in New Orleans with friends. And it was a lot of fun. And I – yeah, and I, I – it's a silly little habit tradition of mine to get dressed up and i luckily i wasn't overdressed but i was definitely if i say so myself one I of the best it. dressed. i always think you look great because even when you came to my birthday party you also like the, the deities of someone blessed me that day because you were like okay i'll put on a suit for you and i was like really oh and you look so good yeah it doesn't happen often i, I know i did buy I a new shirt for the christmas party and you were like no 
I did wear I, – I did buy a new shirt over the weekend for this coming party, which we'll touch on in a little bit. Uh, so I do, pl- I do plan to have a nice shirt for – actually, I don't even know. I probably won't go that hard. I still haven't decided where to go, but, but, but we're getting ahead of ourselves. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, man. It's I'm, – I'm glad everybody's health I'm – hope, I'm hoping everyone's healthy and happy right now. We made it to another year. Yeah, we did. So we have a few things to talk about. Uh, let's just get it out the way. Um, okay. The episode – is coming out on the 15th, mm-hmm. uh, four days before my 30th birthday. Mm. Yeah, 30. Oh, you're a baby. I still maintain. <laughs> Listen, okay? 30 is just like when you have sort of figured out that you might kind of have maybe sort of figured out what adulting is. Yes, we're going to touch on that, but there was something else we want to talk about beforehand, a little bit of nerd culture. Let, well, let's talk about Star Wars in general. Let's start okay. with let's start with The Rise of Skywalker. Episode 70 was another two-parter with my friend Ben and I. We, we uh-huh. talked about all the Star Wars films, and we did release a mini-episode reviewing The Rise of Skywalker. We were, I was kind of more favorable, because I'm irrationally <laughs> fanboyish, and Ben Ben was very not happy with it. Uh, Tiffany, after you, how many times have you seen the rise of skywalker have you seen only seen it once i've only seen it the one good time one good time was all i needed i was like okay cool okay so how did you feel about it uh i enjoyed the fan service moments yeah it was definitely there were some moments that i was like oh that's specifically for a star wars fan right there that that one yep mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are we going into spoiler territory or not? Okay, well, I'll I'll leave time codes. I don't wanna. <laughs> I'll leave time codes in the description for anybody who wants to skip ahead. And yes, let's start with spoilers now. So, spoiler alert: we will start talking I'm about not only the rise of Skywalker, but also in a, in a little bit the the Mandalorian. So, yeah. So, spoilers. What yes, what did you think, Tiff? I first of all, I. I am one of those strange creatures that does not enjoy love stories that are sort of just shoehorned in there. Oh, here we go. <laughs> and I don't, I, 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 I give no fucks about you, Finn. Go away. Why are you here? Now, there's two, there's like, like this weird thing, right? So they, they, the whole thing is that they're like, oh, he's trying to tell Ray that he's force sensitive or whatever. And Whoa. I'm like, that's fine. You need to bro, specify because there till, is there was potentially two love stories. After she's not in the middle of a battle for her life, almost being washed overboard on a like just like why would you <laughs> now is the time that you decide to yell out her name and be like, Hey girl, I'm forced sensitive. <laughs> Will you go ahead and win that battle against that evil dictator <laughs> person over there? Like it doesn't make any sense. Or he's like, Oh, I can't tell you while so and so's around because it's a huge secret. Why is it a secret? Almost everybody is a, on the rebel team is like for the Jedi. So why would you keep that a secret from them that you're force sensitive? Like, like sir. Look, what did you doing? Look, in my mind, in my head canon, what Finn was trying to tell Ray was that he loved her, not that he was force sensitive. If that was the case, fuck him too. <laughs> Why? Go away. Well, what they, purpose would that serve? Let me know. Hmm. Well, they kind of. I like to read it as they kind of hinted at it and set it up in the Force Awakens. Kind of, sort of, not really in the Blast Jedi. And I think they were like trying to return back to stuff they established in the Force Awakens, which is a common criticism I've heard of this Rise of Skywalker. Is it feels more like a sequel to the Force Awakens and a missing mm. and a missing Chapter Eight or Episode Eight than mm-hmm. it does feel like. A continuation of the last Jedi, and I think that's a valid criticism. Um, I liked it. I loved it actually. I still love it. I've seen it three times. I loved it each time. But I will be the first to admit there is a whole lot of dumb, 
a whole it's, lot of dumb in that movie. It's just so I'm like, wait, I don't understand. I again, I'm just not a fan of Hugh Gordon. Although, have you seen that meme of uh, Kylo Ren running down to Chad? Well, not Chad, but like <laughs> help Ray in the fight set to "I Need a Hero." Yes, I have. I have seen. Oh, that. I live for that. Yeah, though. No- it's so bad it's good also are they like trading lightsabers by jedi like like, at this point the jedi are just so op at this point that no one can be mad at ray because the fuck yeah like you know what i'm saying like what are we doing we're like snatching each other through space everyone wants to know who the hell palpatine was fucking because (laughs) like like there's so many questions so many oh man i'm so sorry for those who are listening to this but ew. <laughs> anyway, Sorry. so you, uh, it's fair. Is it fair to say that you were left, you were left wanting more from this film? I just was meh about the whole thing. I, just, I mean, I liked the cute fan service moment. Yeah. But other than that, I was like, also, how are the horses running across the side of the spaceship? What kind of gravity field is that? Anyway. Sorry. So, but but it wasn't so much of a it wasn't so much of a letdown for you because as you've told me off the pod, you're not as you like Star Wars, but you're not a you're not Team Star Wars. You're not part of the you're not necessarily a card toting member of the fandom. So you were just like, oh, it was just another movie for you, right? Yeah, 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 pretty much. It. uh, I was disappointed. Uh, Again, if you want to hear my thoughts, Ben and I do like an hour and a half on how we felt about it. Spoilers and non-spoilers, but you were much kinder. (laughs) Yeah. I am just very forgiving and very understanding. And I, I, I'll be the first to admit, I cut so much slack to star Wars and Marvel for that matter. Uh, more than I probably, more than they deserve, honestly, but that's because I'm biased. Like I, I don't even, I'm, I'm, it's all kid gloves with them. Uh, I mean, I guess, but I still, they still have, well, no, that was the Fox series. I would absolutely, rented dark phoenix over the weekend and oh, it i was, was trash like, <laughs> that movie was boring this as fuck that movie was I just boring i don't know that they knew what to do with her because again it's one of those things where they when they come across an op person they just don't know what to do with them and i'm like focus on the character not the fact that she's op like you spend all this time like oh she got powers now she can kill everything so now we have to get rid of her and i'm like but you're not look talking about like her struggle of what to do with her OPness. Like that's where the meat of the story is here, people. But come on now. But character development isn't sexy or explosive. So like they gotta they gotta try and like shoe like you said, shoehorn in some. I feel you on that. Yeah. But also, The Mandalorian is doing great, and it is a traditional spaghetti western where nobody says shit, and you spend like an hour crossing yeah. the desert to funky music, and yeah. it's doing fine. So clearly character to development is something that we all want and need like so let's that's a good that's a good transition let's move on to the mandalorian this will be spoilers we, let's just do let's just talk spoilers with the mandalorian uh i'll just say that one of my relatives who obviously everyone in the family in my family knows how into star wars i am especially family members that follow me on social media anyway so one of my family members reached out to me and she asked me she goes how, what did you think of the mandalorian i was like i loved it i think that it was amazing as a star wars fan and even as just a fan of good television, even if this was a Western set in the 1800s mm-hmm. and it – or it was like set in rural – like pre-imperial Japan or something like that, like, you know, Lone Wolf and Cub or something like that. I don't yeah. I don't care. I think it was solid. It was great. I mean, obviously, it was very derivative. Lone Wolf and Cub, Seven Samurai. There was a lot of, you know, things yeah. that came before. But Star Wars has always been that way. So, like, Star Wars was based off of Flash Gordon so and the Hidden Fortress. So, it's like – it doesn't matter. I don't. Sorry. 
I don't, I don't, I don't get, I don't trip on a lot of Star Wars. Like, oh, this isn't really that original. I'm like, I don't fucking care. It's Star Wars. Anyway, I loved it. I was very happy with how it went. As soon as I'm done, like, as an aside, I was supposed to do things today, but I finally beat Resident Evil 2, uh, this morning. And I was like, I've unlocked a bunch of stuff and I got a lot of stuff. And now I was like, well, now shit, I want to play it right again, like, on, like, easy mode now with all these, like, Good guns and shit like that. So that's what literally what I've been Wait, doing all day. Mode, don't you go into like death mode right after? No, 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 no. I go on like the super difficult mode. And I just like mow bitches down. I'm like, Grr. no, no, I'm no. So sorry. That's probably triggering my dad. <laughs> so I, I beat it on. Uh, I think it's called standard mode with Leon, and now I'm doing Claire's story with some things I've unlocked and stuff. So I, I didn't say I didn't mean to say it was the easiest mode, but it is easier now and it's more fun because I I yeah. love it when you get just to, like mow down zombies and don't have to worry yeah. about health and ammo and stuff like that so anyway so as soon as i'm done with resident evil I'm, i plan to rewatch the mandalorian again from start to finish all in one chunk because i'm really curious to see how that experience was how did you feel about the whole week to week or did would you have preferred the whole all of it binged in one weekend to- uh it's it stressed me out i i realized that that <laughs> was their way of going back to traditional television yeah because I, you know we're so used to binge watching now that it's like i have to wait a week to find out what happens to the child which we cannot refer to as baby yoda apparently and i just was like wait, if y'all don't get that little baby back so help me jesus like i can't wait like even now are you just, yes worse even now i'm like so so wait so wait i have questions <laughs> Also, yeah, I just, I need, yeah, there's so many things I need from the show. I don't know that I could wait, yeah. But it's probably a good, it's probably good that way for me because I don't enjoy the traditional Western type of storytelling. Yeah. I like some of my action to be like, boom, boom, bam, let's get this shit done. I have places to be in boutique. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like for me, but I enjoyed it in The Mandalorian just because, like, I I enjoyed his character, which is weird because, like, you know, we never see his face until the very end. Just, uh, yes, and he looks beautiful. Thank you very much for giving that to us. But you yeah, know, I but yeah, it's it's good. I liked it. I liked it a lot. I like the bait, the child. I like the characters that we meet. I like Lone Wolf and Cub situation. It's yeah. hilarious to me. Gina, what's the name? Gina Carano. Gina Carano. Sure. Can't, she, is, she has gotten better with her acting. She plays uh, Cara Doom for anyone not familiar. Mm-hmm. She plays that character. She has gotten <clears throat> better. Yes. Mm-hmm. I will say that. Also, but I always enjoy her like putting down people. I enjoyed all of the, the memes. All of the Baby Yoda memes. <laughs> That were given to me were a, a gem in in you know the beginning of the new year with everything that was happening. I was like, I need all the baby enemies. Yeah, and special shout out to Taika Watiti. He directed that last episode, and he provided oh, the voice of IG uh, IG Eleven. I think is the droid that he plays. Who's like oh, who's nice. like the bounty hunting droid that we meet very early on, then gets reprogrammed and becomes a nurse droid. And I thought that was man. Those it are like was yeah. It was adorable. All those moments. Cause I, I remembered like the Terminator where he like walks through the. Yeah. And like self sacrifices. I, I actually teared up. I'm not even going to lie. I teared up at that part. But the black lightsaber, though. I fell out. I fell out. Do you hear me? Yeah, I was very surprised by that. I was like. Because I was aware of that, but I don't watch Rebels or Clone Wars. So I was like, oh. 
Oh, we're we're real. They're really serious yeah. about really incorporating stuff from the animated stuff now. Oh, okay, all right. Well, I, mean, I think it's everyone agrees that the animated stuff, in terms of storytelling, is probably a lot better than the movies. And I don't know if that's because they just have time. Yeah. Kind of like Avatar: The Last Airbender is better as a series, yeah. unlike what that idiot did to the movie. <laughs> we don't say his name. Don't you say it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've actually never watched an episode of Avatar. Are you serious? I never, I never got into it. I, it. Oh my god, it's so good. I was such a, I was such a snob and contrarian because I was like, man, this isn't even real anime. It's trying to look like real. <laughs> it's just, it's trying to look like anime, but it's not really anime. It's fucking American. And I was just Wait, like, how is that? And then you watch like the, oh, but you said you haven't watched the Rebel series because it's like it's the same animation yeah. style. <laughs> so yeah, uh, I was very happy with the Mandalorian. I loved it. I'm very happy also that we don't have to wait like a two years uh for season two apparently it's coming fall of this year it's coming later this year so we just have to wait till the end of the year which i'm like i can live with that man because that was i was very i was very happy with it i was just like and i I was very worried that like it would go left eventually but uh but luckily it didn't and i was i was also very happy that he kept he keeps his helmet on for 99.99998 percent of the time like it was I thought that was brilliant and a diff- I am fine with that. Yeah. So let, let's talk about Baby Yoda. We're just going to refer to him as Baby Yoda for sake of conversation, even though everybody fucking chill out. We all know it's not its real name, but we're just going to call it that for sake of conversation. So, yeah, man, did you buy? I, I take it you bought into the. Sounds like you Absolutely. bought into the Baby Yoda mania. Absolutely. That thing is a I I squealed and I cried. Did I send you the text of me talking <laughs> about I cried because I saw Baby Yoda? <laughs> I just—I swear, half of my texts and you were like, "I saw this nerdy thing here, my tears," and you're just like, "Okay, girl." But it's funny because, like, I don't normally get attached to cute characters like that, but they were definitely in the, the middle to later chapters. Like, if someone hit it or some or it fell or something dangerous happened to it, I was like, "No, stop! What are you doing?" Dog. I, I was like, well, "What?" Are- to be fair, it was also very murderous because I think yeah. Baby Yoda like tried to force choke like damn near everything in captain. Yeah, <laughs> it's. I was like, "So you just gonna force choke everybody? Cool. I like where you're going with this. I'm on board." It. I. I loved it. I. I think that it's adorable. I bought a Mandalorian shirt with uh, with Mando and Baby Yoda on it, and I really loved it. Shout out Target. Nice. Have you seen? I just sent you that cartoon. It's an image of like. The Yoda, the child dressed up as a as a Mandalorian. You may yeah. because technically, since it's a cub and it has no yeah pack, it could become. I'm like a Yoda Lorian. I need it. Give it to me. Mm-hmm. It blew up, man. It really did blow up everywhere. Like, like I just was like, I think that was brilliant. I think the the benefit of having it week to week was the fact that it kept the conversation going about him. So I uh. think that that. There's something to be said for having that traditional model of release, even yeah. though, even though we in the uh, instant gratification era that we live in now, like it would have been yeah. nice to have all eight chapters up front. But hey, you know what? It was fine as long as it. I think you can do that week to week. Like same thing with Watchmen, and we could kind of touch on Watchmen if you want yeah, to. Like that's true. Like mm-hmm. I think that it's like as long as it's good, as long as each episode is good and entertaining and worth the wait. Yeah, you know we're, we're willing to wait, but if they're if they're if they got some filler in there, you might want to release it all at once. 
No, I mean, the only episode that I didn't really enjoy was the one where he has to team up with that crew of whomever to get somebody out of jail. Oh, yeah, the prison break. Yeah, the prison break. I was like, uh, oh, I like that. Episode? I they... just didn't feel, I was just kind of like, Mando, why are you doing this? Don't you have other things to do? But I mean, I guess. Mm. I like that he went full Batman in that and just like started killing everybody or didn't kill everybody, but almost killed everybody. That was pretty awesome. I love it. I'm really excited about it. It's Star Wars, man. I, again, I'm, I'm so willing to have Star Wars into my life that even if it's kind of all right, I'm like, I love it. I love you so much. Don't leave me. I love me. you so much. <laughs> anyway, what else do we want to talk about? Yeah, I guess we could talk about the main topic. Oh, I did want to mention that this will be going out again on the Wednesday, the 15th. This will be after the LSU-Clemson game on Monday night, which is tomorrow night for us, Tiff. If LSU wins, I will add a little something at the front of this episode, like celebrating, like kind of like ranting and raving. But if they don't, I'm not even going to bother. So... At least I really hope they win. I really do because that would make uh, that would make me so happy. I'll, I I I I will be especially the way the Saints went out. I, well, I mean, to be fair, did you see the Clemson versus the Buckeyes game? I did not. I was actually traveling. I was driving during that game. It was it was brutal. I know this is going to be interesting. Hopefully, it's a game game, unlike the game before where it was complete blowout. But this one, yeah, I'm, it should be fascinating. Clemson's a pretty good team. It is, and I I'm debating. I haven't decided yet. I'm debating whether I should watch it in the safety of my own apartment or do I go out to one of the LSU bars here in Austin and like celebrate and go watch it with a group of people, you know, a group of LSU fans. That's true. I passed by Hofbrow yesterday yeah. and I was like, I thought of you. I saw the, like the LSU flag and I was like, oh. <laughs> Look, man, if they lose, I won't be upset. I'll be disappointed. But if they win, Tiffany, oh my God. Oh my oh, God. If LSU wins. Oh my God. Dude, I, look. Look, you may not be that familiar I'm with LSU. You may not be that familiar with LSU's history, but the last time they were in the national championship game, it was against Alabama, and we lost twenty-one to nothing. We were shut out. We didn't even get past the fifty-yard line, and it was one of the worst moments of my fandom in my sport in my LSU like sports fan uh, life. So it was. I'm uh, familiar with them because remember I went to Ole Miss. Yeah. The rivalry is is long, and LSU fans are cruel, but it's fine. <laughs> Yeah, I, I remember I was there the year that they were throwing like non-opened bottles and cans of beers at the players as they entered the stadium. Jesus, and that's that's your team, bro. Yeah, there's there's definitely some lam- there's definitely some uh, <laughs> lamentable uh, factions of the LSU fandom. Like I don't really like all of LSU's fans, uh, more Every or less. Group has its extremists. It's fine. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm really excited. And if they do win, I'll y'all will know about it by this point I because I will win. mention it. But if they don't, if they don't win, you won't. You'll. You, we won't address it until this part. So, but let's move on to something happier. Um, it was on January 19th at 2:12. It was a Friday. I'm told uh, of 1990. I was born, and I'm turning 30 the weekend after this episode comes out. And you know, I thought about it a lot. Obviously, I've had obviously I've had a year to think about it since my last birthday. Uh, and honestly, too, uh, it, it it doesn't feel like you you. I don't know what it's like for you, man, or what it was like when you turned thirty. And uh, but a lot of a lot of people put thirty in their brain as this big thing that's like the end of your childhood. And I would agree with that, but it's also not like 
it's not a somber note. It's more like a transitional, like, okay, all right, yeah, it's time to yeah. time to turn a page, time to turn a chapter. And I'm I'm all right with it, man. I'm not like I'm I'm not like, oh my god, my twenties are over. No, man, I'm fine. Like I said I've, I've said this multiple times on the pod, every year of my life has gotten better and better. Like this year was kind of rough because heartbreak is a motherfucker. I hate to keep harping on that, but that really was like probably the defining thing of my year this year. Falling in love with someone, processing heartbreak, and like learning how to like move on past that, and that really was the defining thing. And it, it, it there was a lot of growth that went on this year, and but there's been a lot of growth over these past ten years, man. I, I'm very happy. Uh, I'm very look. I'm looking forward to this weekend. I'm really hoping that all of my friends worlds meet and worlds cross over and we all get along and stuff so show really show out yeah uh, I, I, i'm gonna marry one of your cousins you don't know it yet but i am i uh, have no clue i'm just i don't even know who's coming to this thing it's fine i don't think i don't think i have well yeah i do you you're wouldn't. fine like I, that wasn't i was just yeah. but uh but yeah i do have some friends and uh i do my brother and my sister-in-law should be there so that should be fun but i don't know if my parents will be I out there it. Anyway, so I, I still don't even know where to go, man. I, I thought about – did you know that they opened up a Punchbowl social on Congress? Did they? Yeah, they That's did. That's terrifying. Yeah, okay. it's – it's it's uh, I can't remember if it's – I think it's between 5th and 6th. I can't remember on Congress, but yeah, I think – Oh, it, that's awful. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, where is everyone parking? Parking yeah. is going to be like $30 in addition to like the $50 drink. <laughs> so yeah, that's been the challenge, man. So last night I was out and about like – finding looking around places oh let me check out this place i've never been to maybe this would be a good spot maybe that's a good spot and i was walking around and like i really don't know where to go but i thought about it i was like you know if i could go anywhere mm-hmm. there's a bar like 10 like less than 10 minutes like five minutes away from my apartment okay uh, and but it's it's on my side of town and as like every, everybody that I invited is on your side of town, on the south side of town. And I'm like, man, I don't really want to – that's the thing. I'm like, I don't want to be selfish, but I kind of want to go here, but I don't – I want to be accommodating. Birthday, bro, let's go. It's not even that big of a deal. We all have Ubers and we all have vehicles. Let go. Yeah, I think – I'm thinking that. Uh, and, you know, if it gets lame, we can go out somewhere else, you know, if we want to. I plan to be out late Saturday night. I will be having – so I will be having drinks that night as – as you're as anyone listening may or may not be aware i am sober but i do i do allow myself the indulgence of my birthday i'll having two drinks since it normally i would just have one but two drinks uh since uh it is 30 and it's a big one i'm gonna offer to be your dd but two drinks is not not really a thing but yeah. you know I, i'm not gonna get wasted uh, those days are well past me and that's another thing like turning 30 like i didn't do as much as i probably could have done or should have done in my 20s, but one thing I am proud of is that I finally stopped drinking. Like, I, I finally quit that that hassle. I got that monkey off my back. Like, I everybody – it's really weird when you're sober, man. Everybody wants to pat you on the back and be like, oh, good job, dude. Good job. That's, that's amazing. And I'm like, but here's the thing. I'm not an addict. I'm not. I mean, I have addictive tendencies, but I'm not an addict. But so, But I was abusing it, and I was – like killing myself like internally especially with my condition my crohn's disease and uh yeah so it it was it's more of a mental health and physical health thing more than like an addiction thing so it was it but i am proud of that the fact that i did make that step and 
I, I, I got to tell you, like I said, I mean, that's hard for a lot of people. Like Matt. Oh, it wasn't easy. It, it was not easy, but it was not the, as hard as it could be. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, especially because you actually like going out, and yeah. I feel like most of the culture here does not like if you go out and you don't drink, people like look yeah. at you funny or judge you. Whereas I'm like, listen, I will take all the non-alcoholic drinks because they're cheaper, and I enjoy keeping my money in my. Okay, thank you. Club soda, two limes. That's my special. Anyway, uh, but you're right about that, especially around this town. That is a big drinking town, and I'm from New Orleans, so I'm used to that atmosphere. Like, there are things to do in this town that don't involve alcohol, but it's not as much as I would like. If you I have- mean, I actively go out and just choose not to drink, so it's it's yeah. fine. Like, you, it can be done. It's just difficult with every. If you have that sort of personality yeah. and then you are having a problem with it, then I could see how it would be difficult to go out. Yeah. And also a big thing that happened to me this year is I stumbled upon a pretty cool hangout that I'm hoping you join me one day. Yes, I need to come with you to this. So a special shout out uh, to Sands Bar. My buddy Chris uh, made him – we made we become friends through this place. He runs this uh, pop-up bar that ha- that is on East 12th Street uh, called Sands Bar. It's a really cool place. It's my favorite place to go on a Friday because I usually – when I did drink i would and i when i do go out i usually go out on friday nights and saturday nights is usually just me like you know watching a movie or staying up late or doing whatever so i'm usually a friday night kind of guy and luckily this place is open on a friday and it's it's awesome it's really cool he's a really good guy and i'm not religious but i tell him every time i'm like man chris you're doing the lord's work man this is awesome (laughs) it's a lot of fun so tiff like i'm not uh, please do not infer that i'm calling you old at all but thinking back thinking back (laughs) what was it like turning 30 for you that was a decade ago. What was I doing? I think I was still in school. Had I graduated? Yeah, I think so. I had maybe, possibly. I'm not sure. I think I was still sort of coming to grips with adulthood because my mom likes yeah. to tell me all the time that I I tend to float. Like if you, if I don't give myself some sort of direction to go into, I will happily float in the status quo and just be meh about things yeah so i had to sort of figure out how to self-motivate myself to do yeah anything because i'm naturally lazy the engineer in me is like if there's an efficient way to get it done so i don't have to do anything i will do that (laughs) i feel you yeah so turning 30 for me i think i wanted to do like this huge traveling trip like i wanted to go to bali or you know thailand or just any of those places just because I enjoy traveling in general. And so I was like, oh, mm-hmm. for my 30s, I'm going to do like a big trip. I feel like everyone does this. They'll be like, oh, I'm going to do a big trip or, oh, I'm going to do like a special thing where we go to Vegas or, or you know, yeah. because 30 is sort of like that milestone. And then 40 is just because I don't even think I did anything for my 40th birthday. Yeah. Except for that birthday party. Yeah. I, I see. This is why I think I'm an odd duck. I, I, I relate to you in the fact that I am lazy as fuck as well. Like, my favorite thing is inertia. Like, I'm just like, eh, I'll coast. I'll just do the bare minimum to get by. And I've been working, I've been like that for as long as I can remember. So that's the real struggle. And, uh, so, but I haven't really felt the need to travel. Like I've, I've done some traveling in my life, like with family, but honestly, I mean, me and my brother are going to Chicago in March to watch a Bulls game. But honestly, like people, people, like we have a, we have a coworker, who went to China last year? Or yeah, in 2019. And I was like, Oh, she did. Nice. Go ahead. I was like, Eh, 
I'm all right. I'm all right. But I do want to go places, but I, I, I do not feel the need to like make a big deal out of it. The fact that I invited people from back home to come to Austin and invited people that I work with and my friends to come to this, this is about as big of a deal as I like to make things this weekend, Tiff. Like I'm not really – I really don't like making a fuss and I really don't like – I really don't like celebrating my birthday, but this is a big one. So I'm like, yeah, I guess I gotta, cause I'll regret it if I don't. But like, I'm really not. I feel like I need to take you international now. Like, I feel like it'd be like, John, pack your shit. We're going to London. You're gonna be like, huh? <laughs> I would love to go, but honestly, like, the, the, uh, the logistics of it and the expense of it, it's just like, oh man, Jesus Christ. Oh boy. Listen, I will get. I will let you handle the budget, and then I'll handle everything else. Because I know you like budgets and doing that part, <laughs> and I don't like doing that part. So I'll let you handle that part, and then I'll do everything else. Well, we'll we'll, t- we'll have to talk about this later <laughs> on. But no, because I enjoy my whole thing is like getting people to travel, like either yeah. on a budget or just because I think that leaving your comfort zone of your home country yeah. is sort of eye opening into how other people just sort of exist and live and like there's some great things some fascinating things some awful things but like it's all a learning experience and it's great and it's magical so i'm always like yes if i there's an opportunity for you to travel and go somewhere i say do it that's why i sent you that postcard i was like listen yeah that arrived that arrived two weeks after you got back by the way (laughs) uh i i I don't mind traveling i really don't like I, i just don't I just don't you make it sound like it's like the last thing that you want to do whenever you talk about that. You're like, eh, plain. No, <laughs> uh, I just, I, I, I am feeling the itch more lately because I feel like when I moved to Austin, like this is the first real place that I lived outside of, you know, Louisiana. And so like, mm-hmm. I was still trying to figure this city out and I think I got a good handle on it now. So I'm like, okay, now what else is there? Oh, I will be going to San Diego in two weeks for work related stuff. So shut up. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Check out the San Diego Zoo. It's great. I don't know. And it's a, it's a research zoo, too. So, like, your money is going to be going towards, like, actual work to keep, like, animals alive. Well, we'll only be there for three days, and it's a conference thing. So, I don't really know what I – don't, I don't think I'll have a lot of freedom. I'll be mostly what they plan for us. You know how the big, like, mega corporation that we work for operates. Wait, is this – is this – I was going to say, is this – no, this is uh this is a quarterly conference to yeah. map out what we're going to do for the rest of the year and what the projections and what the expectations are. So I don't really need to go, but they like to invite me, so I don't complain. Go. Yeah. You mind your business and you get on that plane and you enjoy San Diego. You hear me? Yeah, I've never been to San Diego. I'm really looking forward to it. Anyway, so it's it's really weird. I don't know if – I don't think I've ever told anyone this. This is, this is kind of odd. I guess this is how my brain works uh, if you want an insight. I don't know what it was like for you, Tiff, but as a kid, you know, I would wonder what I would look like at 30. Yeah, you know, I would wonder what I w- where I would be at 30. Like, oh, man, I wish I could, like, you know, hop in a time machine and just go, like, hang out with my 30-year-old self to know what to expect in, in like, 15 or 20 years and stuff like that. And honestly, looking at me now, I'm like, yeah, all right. This is, this is pretty much – it may be underwhelming to some people, but I'm like, yeah, this is pretty much according to plan. Yeah, this is pretty really? legit. Yeah, I, I think I'm very happy where I'm at. I think that, again – I could have done better, but I also could have done a lot worse. So I'm just like, okay. I try to be very, very even keel about myself and very like self-aware about like, yeah, I could be better. I could be better financially. I could be better mentally and health-wise and yeah. stuff like that. But honestly, I could have also gone south 
very, very hard. So I'm kind of all right with it, you know? What what did you want to be when you were younger and you thought you were going to grow up to be this thing? Because I was really into reading, and I think at the time I was reading Dr. Doolittle. So I wanted to grow, and I think this is for the younger, like none of you will get this reference, but there used to be a TV show called Flipper. Yes. (laughs) Listen, if you know what that is. But like so, when I, that show was out at the time, and so I wanted to grow up to be literally a dolphin speech pathologist because I was determined to break the language of the dolphins and thereby the language of the sea creatures, and thereby becoming Doctor Doolittle. Well, that was so I failed miserably. In my well, <laughs> we're getting ahead of ourselves here because I think you just answered the first question I was going to ask you later on. But anyway. Uh, yeah. It's all good. It's all good. I ain't mad. There's there's no rules on this pod. We just have, fucking have fun with it. Uh, but honestly, I I changed so much as a kid, and uh, it was this. I'll, I'll I'll be a little candid, a uh, little candid with you, Tiff. Uh, I for the longest time it was just get a college degree. It didn't matter in what. It was like okay, I just want to get a college degree, and that's why I kind of stumbled like a lot of my peers in the millennial generation. Like we just thought that oh, you know, we'll get the degree and. The career will work itself out, and we'll trip and fall, and we'll, we'll 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 get a job right out of college, and then we'll fucking work there for forty years, like oh, our parents sorry. did before us. And like, but that was kind of a a fucking myth. That was a false bill of goods there. So, uh, so it was really a struggle to like. So when I got out of college, and I had nothing really, no direction, I was just like, I just want to get a job. Just get a job, a forty hour week job, a nine to five clock in and clock out. I want to get out of Louisiana. And I accomplished all of those marginal, but still, you know, aspirational goals of mine. So I kind of accomplished that. And now I will say turning 30, I, I, I'm starting to set my sights on something bigger. Like, like uh, Tiff, I, I hate, again, I hate to keep breaking this up, but like I did divulge to you what happened to me earlier this year, as far as romance is concerned. I, I think I told you this while we were talking about it. Like I never thought about having a family i never thought about like having settling down with someone really or like having children of my own or anything like that because of the years for years i was against it i was like nah man fuck all that but i was i realized that that was that wasn't out of genuine decision that was that was more out of fear that was more out of pride that was all of like what a what if I fail at it? What if I screw it up or stuff like that? And I was just afraid of it because I felt like everybody else did that and I was different. I needed to be my own man. I don't need to go down that road that everyone else goes down. And now I'm starting to realize like maybe that road is for me. Maybe that is maybe that is the path. But or, I mean like who picks the road? Like the road has so many branches and yeah. offshoots that may or may not either come back to the quote unquote main path or it may just stray off the main path forever. But I mean, who also takes the main path? Because like, yeah, where are you going? Who determined how you got there? Who determined where you go? Like, there's so many other factors in this. And I was, and this is the, this is why, and th- this, this attitude was obviously the mind of a very young man because I was, I was under this false premise that like it had to be one or the other. Like, either I'm a bachelor for the rest of my life, doing my own thing, living my own life, or I'm a family man with three kids. Like. There is room for compromise, and I there's lots of room for in between. Yeah, and I I never saw it as that. I saw it as this black and white thing, and again, obviously a product of a young, simpler mind. Uh, well, I mean, that's the thing that comes with age, right? Is perspective. Yeah, so <laughs> that's like one of the huge things that comes with age. You'd be like, listen, I it's not that serious. So I, I don't. Do what I want. So I don't know. I don't know if that's what 
will come for me in the next 10 years or whenever. Uh, but at least I'm open to it now. I realize now that it's like, you can't, you can't just cut that off and be like, no, that's not for me. It's like, well, no, you, you, you can have some of it. You could have some of it. You could pick and choose. Or you can try and pick and choose what you want from that life and still hold on to the stuff that you like now about your current situation. So at least I'm open to the possibility. I'm open because I got to be honest with you, man. I'll, I've had girls like, why would I date you? You don't want children. I've had a girl literally tell that to me, like literally tell that to me. I was like, well, I guess, I guess we're done. <laughs> I don't really know what you else know to say. Because I've met so many. I also have friends who are women who absolutely do not want to have children and have actually like yeah. their boyfriend broke up with them because they just realized they wanted to have kids. And they're like, well, maybe you'll change your mind. And yeah. she was like, Nope, not gonna. I absolutely do not want to have children. So it's interesting to hear that perspective because I guess both sides. Well, this was a few years ago. This was this was twenty fourteen. More more women now are deciding to not have kids. So I mean, if you, but I do want them. So I'm hoping that you find a girl that will provide you with them. Well, again, I'm not sure. I'm not sure (laughs) I want them, Tiff. But I am open to like – I am not like it's a – well, that's a deal breaker. It's more like, okay, maybe there's some negotiation that can take place here. Maybe there's some discussion that can be had. Um, And I think that is a sign of getting older where you're just like, like, no, I don't want this. I'm putting my foot down. This is an absolute no. And as the older you get, you get more reasonable. You're like, hey, you know what? Maybe – Perspective is key. Perspective is key. And honestly – I try to think about what I've learned in my 20s. Like, what what have I learned about adulting? You know, I've been adulting for like seven years now, give or take. And honestly, I I think I've said this on the pod before, but I'm not exactly sure. So I'll just say it again. I have to borrow the words of someone else. His name was uh, Thomas Sowell. S-O-W-E-L-L, Thomas Sowell. I'm actually not a big fan of this dude because he's an American economist. He is still alive, but he's also a big proponent of uh, trickle-down economics and supply-side economics. So I, he's actually a neoconservative economist, so I'm really not a fan of him. But he had this he had this quote that I really think is like, if I were to crystallize what I've learned in my 20s and what I've learned about life so far, Tiffany, is mm-hmm. his, he has this quote that says, there are no solutions, there are only trade-offs. Yeah. And I, think that, and I think it all comes down to choice. It's like, okay, there is no right answer. I mean, obviously, you don't want to be killing anybody or hurting anybody, but you also like got to realize like, largely, there is no right answer. Yeah. You just have to pick Okay, it's what can you live right with? For you in that moment, maybe possibly. And what can you live with? That's that's basically yeah. what it is. At the end of the day, it's like make your choice, pick what you can live with, and also be don't be afraid to take a risk because there is no risk free choice. You know. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. What do you what do you think? What have you, if you could share with the audience, what have you developed? Is there any adage or words uh, words of wisdom that you would say have incorporated your adulthood so far that you've learned? What have oh my goodness I'm I'm the worst for this because I think I have become more unforgiving in my old age. Okay, which is which is interesting because I think when I was younger, if I look back at it, I was a lot more forgiving, and I think I was willing to see the good in people. Yeah, when I was younger, but now as I'm older and I'm sort of reconciling with the fact that people 
absolutely refuse to change and just hold on to their beliefs as hard as they can so much so that it's detrimental to all parties around them and they just don't see the forest for the trees i'm becoming i've become less forgiving in my old age which Hmm. is sad well Uh, i'm there's something to be said uh, about being aware of that being a sad perspective like at least you're aware that like but i think that i don't know if that comes from being and i I know someone's going to say something, but I don't know if that comes from being a person of color yeah. and just constantly having to witness like the dumb shit yeah. that you're just like, what are we even doing? Like, I don't, is empathy not like a thing that anyone wants to aspire to anymore? Does no one like, the, it's, it's always funny. Cause I always, I, especially with some of my nerd groups, like, you know, there'll be like the whole, Oh, it's become an SJW movie or a whatever, whatever, a social yeah. justice warrior. And I'm like, so you don't want people to fight for your right to exist as a whole? Because it's not like they're SJ, SJWing one particular thing. Usually, if you're an actual social justice, it's social justice for everybody. Not just, but you know, anyway, I just, but yeah, no, I, I think I've become more cynical in my old age. Yeah. And more jaded in my old age because I, I, I see and understand people's reluctance to change yeah. and to embrace anything different. And it's just getting worse. Yeah. Well, but, but I mean, I, again, like I, for those of you out here who are on this whole positive vibes only, I appreciate you because every once in a while that message does seep through and it's probably, you know, it's, it's probably good for my psyche, but for the most part, Every time I turn on, I just, I just, I look at the things that are happening in the world and I'm just kind of like, you're proving my point that everyone is trash, but mm-hmm. that's just old age and just, I'm trying, yeah, I'm just, yeah, I wish. Ugh, well, so with all due respect, I, I think that cynicism is objectionable. Like I find it objectionable. I don't find you objectionable. Please don't take it that way. <laughs> But I find no, not at all. Listen, that's why I don't leave my house because I know I'm a grumpy old person. So <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to impose my grumpiness on other people. So I just, I'm very much like, oh, okay, yeah, no, everything's great, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I think, I think what adults need to do, I think reasonable, rational adults, what they need to do is do their best to hold two ideas in their head at the same time. Mm-hmm. That. Humans are capable of the worst atrocities. They're, they will never change. We will always be capable of horrific things and, you know, the worst behavior. But also, we are just as capable of the greatest, most optimistic, most forgiving, most hopeful behavior as well and most redeemable behavior as well. So I think that's what the, the struggle is like not swing to either really one side and kind of like I hate the question of is the glass half full or half empty? It's like, well, it's both. It's it's half yeah. of it is air, half of it is liquid. So it is both at this same time. So that's that's what I really think you have to do going forward. Is like, uh, fuck. I'm not trying to tell you how to live your life, Tiffany. Fuck. Listen, I, listen, <laughs> listen. I will take some impromptu therapy where I can get it because therapy is expensive. So give it to me, sir. Lay so I just think that. And I'm quoting my mother here because she always she told me this from a very young age. It's all about balance, man. It's all about like. My mom is the same way. Listen, I, I always tell my mom, like, I was telling her today because I just got the phone with her. I said, like, you are the MLK to my Malcolm X because I'm like, 
burn that bitch down? And she's all like, no, we have to work together. And I'm like, do we not, sis? Have you seen how they are? And she's like, no, no, woo, woo, woo. And I'm like, I guess. So I like I I appreciate the folks like you and my mom and some of my other friends who are very much like keep me in the middle because otherwise I would be at like burn that bitch down mode all the time. <laughs> and I don't I don't mean to suggest that I am saying be friends with your enemies. I'm not saying that at all. Like the evil oh, I, that I would go through that no way. So the, that's, that's okay. <laughs> the evil and the awful that is out there, we do not have to accept it. But Part of being on this planet, I think, is fighting the good fight in your own way. Like, no matter what happens, you will not allow evil or prejudice or wickedness to to overtake. Like, so you've got to fight it in your own way. Some people are fighting it way harder than others, you know, and that's commendable. And other people are just doing it day-to-day life, like, not being a shitty person. Like, just trying to be a good person. Just trying to be the person. Yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm, I'm that friend who is very quick to if I see you being wronged in any sort of way like you may not say anything because you want to be polite and you want to do whatever whatever but I'm like absolutely not like we're not going to sit here and pretend that this person isn't doing something shitty and the rest of you might not want to call this person out on it but I'm absolutely calling you out for your being shitty yeah you can sort that out however you want to feel about it later but no no we're not doing that in the first 2020 the I'll just say this wrapping up. I settled on this philosophy, this mindset a few years back. I genuinely believe that humanity and existence is a zero-sum game. Like I really believe for every awful thing that is happening out there, there is a good or happy thing that happens that is happening to counterbalance. So I honestly believe that – I hope so. I really do. Like I, I'm hopeful that yeah. that is the case. I really am. I just mm. – so that, I really think that the universe has a way of self-correcting that way. And I really think that as bad as things can get, it just means we're not paying attention to the good. And if we are only focusing on the good, we are completely neglecting the bad. So, right. so that's just You're generally right. how I feel, man. I just generally don't – I just generally chalk it up to like for every bad person out there, there's a good person. You know, for Maybe every, it's we're constantly being inundated yeah. with bad and the dumb shit that I'm just like, what is? what are y'all doing? <laughs> What are y'all doing? Really and truly. Yeah, we just have to do our best to keep a full picture, like keep an eye on the big picture and keep a healthy perspective on that. You know, as as shitty as things can be, there's probably some good right around the corner. And then all the while, while you're experiencing something good, be mindful that, hey, there's probably some shit that's coming down the pike right now. Like we just need to be prepared for both. So that's how I go about it. And you know, that's again. I'm not religious, but that's if I had a philosophy, if I had a belief system, that that's that's generally how I that's do it. True. That's that's generally what I believe. See, and between the ten year difference between us, you're <laughs> clearly the more mature one here because I'm like burn that bitch down. I don't, and that might also come with old age. Like you might, because I know people who are like older than me who are like, nah, fuck this. <laughs> Like, I feel like the older you get, the less fucks you give. Yeah. That's That's why I don't don't judge people who have – while I said that I feel that cynicism is objectionable, I don't judge people who lean more towards cynicism because I understand it. I generally don't try and judge people if I understand where they're coming from. Like, I understand why someone would be more cynical than me. I I also understand why someone could be – 
way more optimistic than me. Like I have a couple people in my life that I turn to for my source of optimism when I'm feeling shitty. So like I get it. I, I try not to judge if I understand where that person's coming from. Now, if someone is doing harm or someone is polluting or, or is just spreading ill, that that person I judge. I'm like, hey man, you don't have to be like that. Like, but if you if you believe that life is shitty, well, I can't I can't disagree with you. I would I, well, I would disagree with you, but I I understand where you're coming from. So yeah. Anyway, you ready to move on to these questions? Yes. Okay. We kind you kind of touched on it a little a little while ago, but as a kid, what did you want to be when you grew up? Uh, I wanted to talk to the animals because <laughs> I'm that weirdo. That, that see that was my optimism when I was younger. I was like, let's talk to the animals, and it was great. And now I, I mean, I still do talk to my animals, so I'm not really sure how much that has changed. I did ask my orange tabby if he was a flurkin after Captain Marvel came out, so that's just questionable sanity, though. So I don't know. <laughs> I wanted to be a few things. I wanted to be a weatherman. I wanted to be a cop, and I also wanted to be a jet fighter pilot. Yes. Do it. You can still do all three of those things. I'm, I'm good for you. <laughs> uh, okay. If you let's say you won the Powerball, you won the lottery or whatever, and you mm-hmm. came into a large sum of money, and you had like your accountant set up, you had all the banks and trusts and all this stuff set off. You paid off all your bills, you paid off all your debts and all that stuff. You know, you mm-hmm. set up all your loved ones. What's the first big thing you'd buy, Tiffany? Oh, that's rough. Okay, so I'm not. <clears throat> I guess a house for myself. So would you? So what do you? Would you buy like a high rise apartment in the no, city? No, you know what I would do. I would buy. I would buy land. Okay. And I would try to set up. Well, you already said the investments are already set up, but for me, it would just be like land that I can build generational yeah. wealth for myself and my yeah. kids that I don't have. But you know what I'm saying? But like that sort of thing. Because I'm not really into like buying things and i don't know if that's because we work in marketing and we fully understand the psychology of how all that works yeah. I just, i'm not into really buying things yeah maybe like a sanctuary for animals yeah but like other than that mm, i'm not really into buying big things like i know people are like oh i'm just gonna buy this car or i'm gonna buy a jet but i'm just like eh, it's a waste of money see i already for me, anyway, for I- me i don't like <laughs> i'm not trying to call anybody out here i'm just saying for me I don't want to do all that. And if I would buy a McMansion because I I have to clean it myself and I don't. Or you pay a maid. Um, you have like a live-in housekeeper. No, no that's, I, don't, I don't like people in my space that way. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't like, I, I, you know, it's weird because living in Jamaica, we actually have maids. Like maids are sort of naturally a part of the culture in a little bit. Okay. And I remember we went back to Jamaica. <clears throat> when I was older and I just could not handle the fact that someone was cleaning up after me. It was such a weird, granted it was her job and like she yeah. was being paid to like, you know, cook and clean and do the things. But I freaked out. Like I'm that person, like we're that family that cleans the house before the maids get there. So yeah. that they don't think that we're messy. So I just, I don't have that kind of cultural mindset to just have a maid. It, to me, it's real weird. It's real weird. See, I already – I think about on a regular what I would buy with like a shit ton of money. Like I think what about – Like I would probably buy, you know, a nice big eight to 9,000 square foot like mansion really? somewhere on the East Coast. I would live close to New York City. I would have like supercars and stuff like that. I would I would honestly splurge. Really? 
But and I would, uh, I would, I, I think about this on the regular, man. I think about it, especially when we get paid and then the bills get paid and you're like left with a little bit of money left over. You're like, God damn, I wish I had a lot more money than this. Yeah. I mean, I would travel. Like that would be, yeah. if I had to purchase something, I would just travel constantly. First class only though, because listen, I'm tall. I can't be in coach with these knees. Absolutely not. <laughs> Amen. Yeah, so I, yeah, if I had to perk something, it would be just like it would tr- I would travel and just and see the world and like immerse myself in other cultures and just learn new things. Yeah. Okay. So, so what is a what's a chore you absolutely hate doing? The dishes. Listen, I enjoy cooking and almost every time I finish cooking a meal, I look at the sink and I send myself like I send a thing to the group chat that's like, girl. So I need a boyfriend or a partner just so they can do the dishes. I cannot. <laughs> it's too much. Dishes don't bother I can't me. Do that. Really? It's the Listen, bathroom. I can't stand cleaning bathrooms. Really? I enjoy cleaning a bathroom. I enjoy, you know, the bleach, the Ajax, <laughs> the Comet. I enjoy those things in my life. I don't enjoy dishes. Well, I don't enjoy doing any like household chores, but I I don't mind doing dishes at all. Like I I don't really? find it as bad as most people do. Okay, so like, but how how often do you cook though? Because like I'm thinking about the whole entire process of doing like the mise en place, which is where like you chop up all the vegetables and you prepare your ingredients, and then you have to put them in their bowls, and then you have to lay everything out, and then you have to actually do the cooking, which is like a whole entire process, and then you're just left with like this stack of dishes. And I know that everyone says, like, do the dishes while you cook yeah, so that you have less to clean up afterwards. But I just – well, I'm, t- I'm tired from chopping onions. I don't have time to wash dishes. Well, the dishes – I cook, like, every other day, more or less. Oh, okay. and, uh But my my level of cooking is very much singular, single bachelor kind of guy, just, like, whatever. A lot of grilled chicken, a lot of vegetables and stuff like that, and a lot of, like – like out of the box dishes and uh, out of the box meals and stuff like that. Like just add meat or uh, add ingredients. I don't get to, I don't get that. I'm not that into cooking. Like I, I don't mind cooking. I like being in control of what I eat, but I don't, I don't go to that level. So it's not uh, a hassle. It's not that of a hassle for me. Like I do, yeah. I do my dishes like probably two to three times a week. So like, yeah, so it doesn't bother me. Uh, that doesn't I mean, that's fair. I'm, listen, I'm over here making like a braised creamy marsala stew with, you know, porcini mushrooms. <laughs> no, I'm not that level. <laughs> yeah, so I, I, maybe there's a slight scale difference between like the dishes you have to wash and the dishes I, I have to wash. I'm such a creature of habit that I genuinely, generally eat the same things regularly. So like I, that's, yeah, yeah that's I don't, fair. anyway, okay. What is your fa- – like say you're going on a road trip or you're going on a trip or whatever. You stop at a gas station. You're like, I want to pick up something for the road. What's a, what's your favorite candy bar or snack? What are you grabbing? Oh, I'm absolutely – listen, I am fairly sure that they are considered a hazard by like the FDA and the DEA. <laughs> um, but I'm going to snag me a honey bun. Like the, you know, the, the honey buns are like – they are so awful for me. Yeah. I'm I'm sure that there is a honey bun in my system that I ate in 1855. Do you feel me? Like, that's how bad they are. They're awful. Yeah. The level of preservatives and sugars, but they're so delicious, especially, like, when you microwave them for, like, five seconds. Oh, my God. It's crap. I don't, I don't know what's in those, but I'm sure <laughs> going straight for the honey bun and then a Snickers. I'm, I'm also a little – I'm also, like – the you know uh, 
they have these things. Hostess has these things. Oh, it's God, uh, brown cinnamon coffee cakes. And oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dog, I- I'm a fiend for those. So that's probably what really? I'm grabbing. Uh, They're delicious. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, if you, I feel like if you eat enough of, the, of those, because I, I, I'm pretty sure like Hostess just all the recycled plastic that we said to, <laughs> just goes to Hostess and they just make it into a food item. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty. I'm so sorry, Hostess. Please don't come for us. But I'm just saying, like, <laughs> I'm looking at that Twinkie, like, sir. Okay. What all good that? <laughs> what was your best and what was your worst school subject? Oh goodness, my best. And it can be, it doesn't have to be like elementary school or whatever. It can be throughout, you know, in college or high school or whatever. It was languages for a time. Okay. Um, I went to, I was, I was fortunate enough to go to a school where they taught us French in like the sixth or seventh grade. Okay. So we've, I've been learning French from an early age. Can't speak a lick of it now, but I understand it really, really well. Okay. Um, so languages, I enjoyed languages. That was my best subject because I enjoyed, it was almost like having your own secret language because everyone else around you was an English speaker so you yeah. can say really shitty things about people in French and they wouldn't know. Well, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. On back home on the island, you know, outside of the Queen's yeah. English, what is the what would you say is the other prominent language that's spoken in Jamaica? So, we have um, a Jamaican patois. Oh, okay. Which is which is a language in and of itself. There's this great guy on YouTube. I don't I don't remember his name, but he actually goes through the fact that like most people consider patois not a language and that you're like making up sort of English. Okay. In a way, but he actually goes through and like goes through all the conjugations for how patois actually works in the functioning language, which was which was great for me because I was like, oh, because you know, you come to America and everyone like makes fun of you for your quote unquote broken English that you speak, not realizing that patois is an actual language in the sense of like Creole. Yeah. Do they do they do people acknowledge that Creole is an actual language? There are. I don't quote me on this. But I recall uh, at LSU's uh, courses that they offered and as well as the University of Louisiana at Lafayette and other universities in or around, you know, in Louisiana. Uh, I know I'm pretty sure that LSU offered either a course on Creole French or like the history of Creole. I might be conflating like a history class with a language class, but I'm pretty sure there was a language class with Creole yeah. French at LSU. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So languages were my thing, and then what was your worst? my worst subject was calculus. Okay. Don't ask me why. I was, why was I taking calculus, or was it trigonometry at like fifth grade? But anyway, but I that was my worst subject until I got my math teacher, Mister Bender. He lived in New York because I went to school. Some of my schooling in New York, Mister Bender made me love math. Mm-hmm. So, but it was at one point, it was my worst subject, and then I ended up getting a math minor. So, I guess it became one of my better subjects because <laughs> engineering, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Well, that's awesome. My best was always probably, you know, funny enough, uh, the only class that I got straight A's in throughout my entire academic career was religion class. That was the only class really? I ever got straight A's because it was easy. Wait, what did they teach you in religion class? That's, uh, like, basically, like, first of all, which religion? Uh, Catholic school. So uh, parts of the Bible, Bible history, you know, the commandments, the sacraments, a whole bunch of things. But I got straight A's in that class. But my worst, hands down my worst, I've never felt t- – Tiffany, I've never felt dumber in my life. Uh-huh. Co- college physics. I was like, I just really? don't I get this. I love physics. It's my thing. 
either. I just don't. I can't. I hated it. Glad really? I never have to do it ever again. I hated it. You don't enjoy like a good, you know, like speed force equation. You know, <sighs> dog. Like, I just you know the equation for inertia. No, it's not your thing. No, not at all. I hated it. <laughs> anyway, moving on. I'm very curious. Knowing how much you like to travel, I'm very curious with this answer. What was the best vacation you've ever taken? Ooh. Mm. I understand you know that what? this was a you tough call. What? Yeah. The, the trip that my mom and I took to... No. Is it... Is... Okay, wait. So... <laughs> <laughs> We've been to Italy several times. Yeah. But I also love Greece. So recently I went on a vacation. Yeah to the greece italy it was like a cruise the mediterranean but not that area, one yeah. the one before that i went to greece by myself and i stayed at that really fancy hotel that yeah. you know we have access to yeah and it was so nice and so lovely and greece was great and wonderful and the taxi driver offered to marry me off to a greek boy the next time i came back which i was like <laughs> i don't think that but anyway but that was a vacation that I went on by myself. Okay. And I really, really enjoyed that vacation. It was probably one of my best ones. And I know that because my last night there, I cried because I didn't want to leave. And the staff were so nice. And by staff, I mean, like, I went to the restaurant on the property. And, like, you know, like they were very, very nice. I did, like, this whole Greek dance because they had Greek night. <laughs> And it was great, and like the the staff because I I didn't have anybody else to talk to because I went by myself, so I ended up making friends with the staff. Yeah. And so when I was leaving, the staff legit hugged me. They were like, "We're sad to see you go. We really now, mind you, they might have been paid to do all this. <laughs> I don't know. They were working I, for a tip, huh? I, I didn't have anybody to tip them because I'm poor. But, you know, what I'm saying? but like, <laughs> but they were very kind and they yeah. were very sweet, and they like they. That I was there by myself. Yeah. And so they made it a point to like talk to me and chat and we talked about like life on the island. I think I think I went to Crete. Okay. Uh so and it was it was I loved it. It was great. I cried. I yeah, I legit cried when I left Greece. Greece is was always on my bucket list, and so I was so grateful that the job that we work at, they I was I was had the ability to go and not have it not be that expensive like yeah. that out of my range and it was I and I said so we well, we went back again this time on the cruise I wish we could have stayed longer at some of the other Greek islands but yeah that was probably one of my best trips yeah, yeah that sounds awesome okay we, 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 so I'm gonna drag you on my next vacation now that I know it's like I, I have to get you out of the country but what's yours uh best vacation you think about this. Uh, I've also been to Italy. I went there over a decade ago. Uh, I was 18. Uh, what do you think? It was awesome. I loved it. I thought it was amazing. Uh, Venice, look, man, if you wanted to get me out of the house, if you wanted to get me out of the country, tell me that you have a plane ticket and a reservation for me at a hotel in Venice, and I'll be like, give really? me, give me 30 like minutes. Venice? Loved it. I would go back to Venice tonight. Like, Just give me 30 minutes to pack, and I will be there because I fucking loved Venice. Oh, uh, nice. What what else? Um, you know, yeah, maybe that was probably it. You know, I'll say that um, I, one of my best friends in the whole wide world lives in Charlottesville, Virginia, mm-hmm. and uh, I've been to visit him three times. Uh, so far. nice. It's very nice. Uh, it's very nice. Not the trip that I, I just saw him earlier in 2019 in May, but the trip I went to before that, I think it was in 2016, if I recall. 
that was probably one of my best. Like we hung out, we had a great time. It was amazing. Okay. I think I know the answer to this one. Uh, would you rather speak all languages or would you have the ability to speak to animals? Fuck me. <laughs> wait, wait. I found a loophole. All languages, including the language of the animals. Boom. You can't. No, you have to pick no, no, one no, or no, the no. other. That's not what you said. That's not what you said. <laughs> okay, whatever. That's not what you said. All the languages means all of the languages, which means I'm communicating with all of the people who have a language to speak. So that you would able, to, so you would be able to bark like a dog, and a dog would be able to understand you, and you would be able to understand it. I mean, to be fair, most animals use um, body language to express their opinions, so that's what I would be doing. Okay. <laughs> well, I, I have to hand it to you. You're the first person that found a way to you found that loophole that yeah. way you technically have both. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. Give me my babblefish and let me move on. If you don't know what a babblefish is, I encourage you to read Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy <laughs> and get your life. You're welcome. Okay. What would you rather have? Unlimited pizza or unlimited tacos for life? And including burritos with the tacos. <laughs> I love how you do that in there, Jessica. If I'm being honest, neither of those foods appeal to me. Really? Yeah, no. I thought everybody liked pizza. I mean, you know, make again. I no, well, I I'm Jamaican. I don't. Well, no, that's not true. There, because I don't want to speak for all of the entirety of my country. Yeah, I'm sure there are Jamaicans who enjoy pizza and who enjoy tacos for the novelty of what they are, because they don't necessarily have them back home. Okay. So, but I, what would you? If I had to pick between the two, well, what would what's a food you would like to have unlimited supply of for the rest of your life? Probably tacos. Um, I'm, ooh. is there a food from back home that you would be like, oh, if I could have this, you know, if they gave me an, you know, you know what's crazy? Yeah, I, I am a very simple creature in some regards. Yeah, and I enjoy bread. <laughs> but you like. Okay, hear me out, hear me out, hear me out. Okay. There are so many varieties of bread across the spectrum of all of the cultures. Yeah. That I would like, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's like your regular country white bread that you slather with butter and then you have with your tea. Yeah. Um, if If you're poor and you sprinkle sugar on it, it becomes a dessert. Do you know what I'm saying? If you are in India, the list of chapatis and naans and dosas and all of the things the variation if you're in italy a zeppoli a fried bread yeah a donut technically counts as a bread in some way a baguette <laughs> a croissant you feel me so like i i love a good bread Just yeah all the bread is mine it's, and it's a great like poor, poor person food too and it just comes in a variety of options and flavors depending on the country that you're in yeah so i'm like if i if i if nothing on my mom and i were literally just talking about this if i go to a country and it's just one of those situations where i'm like i don't really know what i'm eating let me mind my business i can always guarantee that bread will come through you know it's funny you mentioned that because like i saw a recipe see i grew up in the south right like i, I know mm-hmm. you had some time there cornbread right i cornbread yes. is supposed to be more of a savory kind of like you know more of a carby more of a carby kind of thing that goes with you know red beans and rice or you know a southern dish or catfish or something like that or whatever right uh but there are recipes where cornbread for some people 
like especially apparently in the northern part of this country where it's kind of cakey and it's more of a, a dessert and a treat. I'm like, what? Are you kidding me? Like, like I like cornbread. I'll eat cornbread, but like cornbread is more of like a. I don't know the right word for it, but it's not it's not a dessert. It's more of a hearty like I don't know, it's like a side dish, like it's a bread that you have with a meal. Not not like it's it's not supposed to be sweet and like sugary or, you know, cakey or like, uh, Maybe I've just had ones that are like slightly sweet cuz I I'm I don't I don't know how to make a really well, good cornbread's kind of cornbread is kind of sweet naturally, but this oh, is okay. like the 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 recipe was different than what I would expect in cornbread because it was because it's more cakey and I'm like oh, I don't know about that. Man. Oh, okay, no, that's interesting. Yeah, no. Anyway, oh, I, I know you probably would never do this, but if you had to sing karaoke publicly, what song would you pick? Is it cliche to say "Journey, Don't Stop Believing"? Yes, it is incredibly <laughs> cliched. I'm sorry. I just I. That is very that basic. Because, like, when you sing it, you have to sing it in his voice. Yeah. And it's, it's just, there's so much acting that has to go into singing I, that particular song. Because it's just kind of like, this is so extra and over the top. I would love to see you sing Respect by Aretha. That would be incredible. Really? What you I, want? I have sung that before. Baby, I, I got it. it. What you need? <laughs> you know I got it. I live. Oh, <laughs> It's oh, not a little respect, but you can't hope. Just a little bit. Oh my god, people are going to skip this part and be like, what the fuck were they doing? Oh my god. Um, Please don't sue yeah, us, Aretha no, Franklin's I, estate. There's so many good rallying cry songs, though. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I. you know what's funny? Because that was the song that got me on Glee. Because yeah. I wasn't planning on watching Glee, even though I am a musical theater nerd. But yeah. I just was like, but then when they started, when the do, 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 do. I was like, oh, shit. Are they finna do it? It's just a small town, Bob. I said, oh, I'm done. I'm done. We're here. Got me. Okay, it's it's a very basic answer. It's a cliched answer, but I guess we'll have to live with that being your answer. Okay. Last, last question. And mm-hmm. thank you again for doing this. I'm so happy that we had you on. And you had your own full episode for a change. And you're not a guest on another episode. So I'm very happy to have you on. We, we might regret this later, but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. If, say you had the entire world's attention, you know, every conscious adult's attention or a conscious human being's attention for 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. What would you say? A little empathy goes a long way. Brilliant. Very concise. Very to the point. I like it. Mm-hmm. And this is coming from someone who is a cynic. <laughs> yeah, man. Like, I totally, I totally get that. Like, I, I think... Someone else said this, uh, and I, I don't remember if they said it one way or the other, so I'll say it both ways. I think someone said earlier, uh, don't be a dick or don't be an asshole. Like, yeah, yeah. That, that, that is also an excellent one. Yeah. Excellent one. And I think that that's – I've asked this question to quite a number of people so far, and it's generally been the same like theme like of empathy, don't be an asshole kind of thing. So, don't be a dick. Yeah. I, I, I agree. Like – and that's disrespectful to the penises because penises are great. Not necessarily the humans attached to them, but you know what I'm saying? from a, a cis straight woman's perspective, penises are great. The humans attached to them, eh, questionable. Uh, I'm so sorry. This is said, we might regret this later. No, it's saying. fine. <laughs> um, the other one I always said was uh, it's more of a self-worth kind of thing. Like, you matter. 
you as a person matter and so does everyone else. Like I think that that's a good I think that's what I would tell people is like you you have value. You you I believe you have value, but I also believe that everyone else does. So keep that in mind. So all right, guys. I think that's gonna do it for us, Tiff. I will have. I will see you definitely on Saturday night. I'm very. Yes. Look- I'm looking forward to seeing you. I'm looking forward to seeing I everyone. I need my sneakers for you. They're very crisp and white. <laughs> and uh, yeah. Um, so thirty. It's gonna be something. I really hope you that- got this. You got this. I mean, it's nothing. I didn't really achieve yeah, anything. Yeah, but yeah. you got this. I, I, I didn't achieve anything by turning 30. I just fucking stayed alive. I like, mean, you live longer than, yeah, that's, 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 that's it right there. Um, but I, you said that you matter. Yeah. There you go. I'll just say this. First off, thank you, Tiff. Thank you so much for doing this. And, Most uh, welcome. Anytime. And I'll just say this as parting words. I would be nothing without my loved ones. And I, d- I have better friends and family than I truly deserve. I am very blessed to have people that care about me and care that I am turning 30. And I am aware and very appreciative of them in my life. And I am such a lucky son of a gun. And uh, yeah, I'm very, I'm very grateful. I'm very, I'm very aware that I'm a very privileged, blessed individual. And and in, in any time where I'm feeling low, any time where I'm feeling down about anything, I just keep in mind that, you know, I'm sorry to crib another quote from this time of movies from Robin Williams' character in Goodwill Hunting. He's like, you'll have down times. But that'll just wake you up to things you weren't – all the good stuff you weren't paying attention to. So like I, that's that's generally why – that's generally how I try and live my life as far as when I'm feeling down. I try and like, okay, yeah, this sucks, but what 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 are you not paying attention to? Fo- focus on the good. Find the good in it. And uh, yeah, the good I'm choosing to focus on right now is that I have people driving cross state lines. I have people taking time out of their Saturday evenings to come spend time with me on my birthday. And I'm very, very happy about that. So, all right, guys, thank you for listening. Please like, subscribe, share. I can be found on Twitter and Instagram, the John Flores. The pod is available on Twitter as well. The, uh, at FAF podcast. It's also FAF podcast at gmail.com. Tiff, do you have anything you want to shout out or anything, anything plugs you want to do? Um, if you are a woman of color in Austin, consider joining the Brown Girls Food Club. We get together and we eat at restaurants that are predominantly minority owned that don't get any shine and come hang out with us. We're pretty cool. That's awesome. And please donate to any charities or foundations you can regarding the Australian wildfires. They really need any money they can get. I plan to donate. I haven't yet, but I will donate uh, as soon as possible. I've just been putting it off like a son of a gun. Oh, 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 oh and last day to register to vote is February 3rd, which is coming up. Cheers to that. Think, so please this is get a big yourself year. together, folks. This is a big year get for that. Together. All right, that's going to do it for us, Tiff. I hope okay. you have a lovely evening, and I hope your Monday isn't too rough. But yeah, have a lovely evening. Thank you. You too, sir. All right, I'll catch you later. Okay, bye. Bye.